Hi, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Robbins, and I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium. And here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Today on the show, I have another ghost story. I know these are everybody's favorites. Everybody reaches out how much they love the ghost stories. So if you have a ghost story to share, please email, send me an email at team at dramyrobbins.com and we will get your ghost story on the show. So if you've sent me a ghost story and it hasn't been on yet, uh, if you could just ping me and ask me. Um, I think I, I have them all accounted for, but I might have missed one or two in the emails that I get. So again, team at dramyrobbins.com, and we will get your story on the show. Here's today's ghost story. I was raised a Christian, and while I still consider myself tight with Jesus, there were many things taught in churches I attended growing up that just didn't sit right with me. I more or less believed them anyway, since it seemed frowned upon to question. But deep down, I was unsure. One of the main ones was the idea of heaven and hell. I was taught that Christianity was an elitist club and heaven was a place only few people would enter. Everyone who didn't go to church or repeat a prayer acknowledging how awful they are would go to hell. Eternal conscious torment forever and ever and ever. That hell. God supposedly didn't want anyone to go there, but would send people there if they did not become a Christian. That was the God I was taught about in some of my churches growing up. I will say that I personally had early experiences of a love of God. I felt aware of angels, and my mom had stories of walking in on me playing in my room, and I would tell her I was playing with Barbies with the angels. I also remember wrapping around, wrapping my arms around the space above my bed at night and imagining, imagining I was giving my angels a hug goodnight. There were many times I felt the support of the other side. So I have a hard time reconciling some of the teachings I received about God with the love that I had experienced. I was very close to my grandma growing up. I never quite felt like I fit in with my immediate family, but I fit in with her and we shared many similarities. She was spunky and fun, loved to sing and dance and loved people. She also cried at every single episode of Touched by an Angel. However, she wasn't a Christian. I remember getting the call that suddenly that she had suddenly passed away in the night. Initially, I was shocked. When the shock wore off, I began to go down the internal route of wondering if she was okay. Do I pray for her soul? Can I beg and petition for her to be saved? And in the brief seconds, I started going down this line of thinking. I was cut off by this overwhelming sense of peace, light, and love. It totally surrounded me and felt both outside and inside of me. I saw and heard nothing, but it was like a cloud of beautiful colors and the light and just this most serene sense of love. Not audibly, but internally I felt her say, it's okay, I'm here now. And she was in this incredible place of love. I never questioned whether it was something I fabricated. I know I didn't because I was pushing myself to go down the route of agonizing over her soul. 
I would have sobbed myself dry, fasted, and prayed my lungs out if I thought it would help. But she was letting me know I didn't need to. She was in the most incredible place, and she was well. She was safe. I've had, I've had to hold on to that feeling for many years, and it has expanded my theology, my understanding of God, spirit, the universe, or whatever you want to call it. I don't think our language matters too much, nor do our religions or rules and beliefs. There's this deeper oneness, we're all connected, and wow, it is beautiful. I felt her since then, and every now and then, as well as a few others who have passed. I'm so thankful for the experience and for the love on the other side. I recently began sensing my angels and guides again, and I believe there is another there is such love and support for each and every one of us. I have one more story about my Oma who passed just before the pandemic hit. My Oma grew up in Nazi Germany and left the country with her husband and my aunt at the beginning of the war, before my mom was born. Though she hardly spoke of her time in Germany, she did speak of how cruel and harsh her mother was and seldom shared happy memories. I grew up knowing Oma as someone who loved to laugh, go on fast walks, paint, and create, as well as someone who freely criticized others, held many harsh opinions, argued with traffic stop police officers when she didn't feel like wearing a seatbelt, and frequently cut to the front of the lines when her impatience boiled over. She could be a very difficult person. We all felt the need to please her or keep her placated, especially her two daughters. As she aged, she slowly developed dementia. I don't mean to romanticize what I know is a horrible condition for so many people, but I will say it was interesting for me that her dementia seemed to soften her hard edges. Eventually, she went to live in a fully staffed residence where nurses attended to her all day long, and somehow the constant attention and doting from the staff seemed to make her feel comfortable and loved. We watched the joy in her eyes when the staff greeted her, gave her a hug, or tended to her. I remember her clearly speaking of her childhood as if she was there again, reliving it all, perhaps making peace. I don't know, of course, but in her final years, she only spoke German. Then she passed. Months after she passed, I was reflecting on how I felt for one of her daughters in particular, who was an accomplished artist, but felt Sad that my Oma was never able to feel fully proud of her. She didn't express her love and was quite harsh on her. As I had this thought, I felt a whoosh right up in my face of no. And then it backed up and continued. It wasn't that I didn't love her. It was that I didn't love myself. And then it was gone. I will add, I didn't hear the words, but they came into my mind and I knew they weren't mine. I knew it was Oma. Even the aggressive manner the no came through was so Oma. It didn't scare me. It wasn't her intent. It was just clear and impassioned, like Oma. She acknowledged not loving herself and faded back. I can't explain it, but the no was inches from my face before she faded. I haven't told my aunt that this yet as as we haven't really seen each other due to the pandemic but I think I will when the time is right 
I felt my Oma once or twice since then, in particular when my daughter was born a year later. I was up feeding one night and happened to look over to where her bassinet was beneath one of my Oma's paintings and besides a stained glass lamp that belonged to my Oma. I realized these items of Oma were positioned by the bassinet and I felt the sense of love like Oma was watching over her. Pleased. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. And again, if anybody else has a ghost story to share, please send me an email at team at dramyrobbins.com. We love these stories. They're always so beautiful. And I think often show us all the different ways in which we can feel our loved ones after they've passed. So please share your story with me and to everyone have a wonderful day. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between.